0: What's up, dirt bags? Welcome to episode 171 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch, What's going on, dude?
1: Ah, you know, I'm feeling pretty good today. Actually, feeling
0: pretty good, yeah. Because really.
1: I, I went up to Sioux Falls, up to Thunder Road up there, and put the whooping on some like fifth grade girls in laser tag. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. That that makes any day good. You're dang right. We took my niece out for her birthday. So we always do, and uh, she likes to go to Thunder Road, and she really likes to play laser tag, and. We got in there, and there was probably about all oh, about twelve of them uh, of these other girls. They weren't like she didn't know who they were, obviously. Right. But you know, here they go. We go in there, and I'm like, "What are we doing going in here?" And there's three of us against you.
0: You knew <laughs> exactly. You had you had war paint on I your def- face. No mercy. I,
1: it was no mercy. Believe <laughs> that. I was, felt like Rambo out there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was, I was I was getting after them. Heck yeah, heck yeah. They didn't stand a chance. No mercy.
0: Well, I was getting after the wasps. My, I saw that. Uh, on my front deck and in my eaves and whatever. Tis the season. Yep. Uh, I don't know. They really moved in over the weekend. Heck of a nice weekend. Heck of a nice weekend for Minnesota yeah.
1: opener. Um, you
0: know, a little bit of wind.
1: Uh, you know. But I, not really compared to what we've been having. Right. So. Right. But uh,
0: no. Uh, I'd love to sit here and tell you about how I got out fishing this weekend. Everyone who I saw this weekend's like, really? I can't believe you're not out fishing. Yeah, yeah I can't here. believe I'm not out fishing either. But uh, um, had a lot of yard work, got the yard mowed, got the yard sprayed. I went around and hand-picked every single dandelion in my yard. Ooh. I don't know if, if my neighbor Jeremy Kay came over with a freaking bag of dandelion seeds and threw them around. <laughs> I'm beginning to think he did. I know.
1: Uh, he didn't Hammer, have to this week. All he had to do was throw him up in the air, and that south wind. I mean, probably exactly what he did. Probably exactly what he did. Those de- are Yeah. Dandelions.
0: Heck of a Heck of a weather deal we had. Uh, what was that Thursday night?
1: Thursday night. night yeah. Uh,
0: and and I think it kind of affected a, a lot of this whole entire listening area here for the Upper Midwest. Um, you know, it came through uh, us. I don't know about five o'clock. Yeah. Uh, thursday evening and uh, i think they got it they got it worse real bad up uh, like madison south dakota and whatnot but uh, uh straight north of us up in minnesota they got it bad too a uh, lot of campgrounds a lot a lot of damaged property and you know you you sit here and you know for us you know you you lose you lose some tree branches and you lose some different stuff and then all of a sudden you see people who lost their school and lost their business and yeah it's like that's son of crazy you know Somebody loses their business. Guess what? The bank doesn't just like, oh, yeah, you know what? Your bills—they're—they're they're not due for a couple months. You know, just let us know when you get back on your feet. That's not how it
1: works. No. And, and uh well, there's even like, there's a lady up in Sioux Falls who was killed by killed. a tree branch. Killed. She pulled into her driveway, and like the storm was going, and she didn't want to get out of her vehicle in the storm, so she stayed in it, and a tree fallen on her. So unreal. Storm chaser uh, up by. Uh, i think up by
0: worthington minnesota yeah power line went down on the road so she stopped and uh, uh, semi-truck coming behind her wasn't able to stop and killed her like god
1: dang it like and just that was fricking, the night before that was yeah. wednesday
0: well we got two doses right i mean we had a storm on wednesday storm on thursday two storms on thursday actually but yeah, uh, just
1: kind of as a reminder of when we're if you're out fishing ever to you know always pay attention to that weather and don't don't think, oh, I'll be able to get in right at the last second because, yep. man, that yep. thing came in in a hurry. It was like, oh, look at it out there. All of a sudden, it's like, boom, right on us. Yeah, you better believe it because
0: I was outside taking pictures of it. and My wife's screaming at me, you got to get inside. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. That thing looks yeah. like it's coming pretty fast. So I kind of start trotting towards the front door. Here she is taking a picture. It's like, really? <laughs> and you're going to be yelling at me? <laughs> get out of here. Get right. out of here. But, uh, Nope, uh, pretty pretty wild, and uh, if you are one of those people that got affected by the storm, our buddy Cody Magnuson was one of them, uh, lost his garage, and he had just gotten that garage back because he had a garage fire not yeah. that long ago. Yeah, right, God, that's right. Uh, you know, I think that's God's way of telling you, Cody, you know, I don't know, like 80 by 100 shop. Yeah, eighty shop. <laughs> build <show>. a bigger. <laughs> no. Nope, uh, uh, yeah, well, our hearts go out to you guys if you are affected, and uh, yeah, hopefully – hopefully you can get her back on your feet and keep her moving. But, uh, um, the shoreline cleanup, uh, we've got a couple more submissions, uh, coming in, but we also got another hundred dollar, uh, Dakota Angler gift card. We got, uh, um, some Ace Hardware bonus bucks, uh, from Tut Outdoors. Uh, I think that's Harrisburg, South Dakota, but, uh, Eric Tut sent us that over, uh, to kind of sweeten the pot. Um, you know, I was, i been driving around here matt and it it's kind of crazy but the grass and and everything along a lot of the shorelines has it's come up fast enough that you know you'd have to look a little bit harder to to find some of this trash now and you know when when the the snow first melts there's not a lot of green stuff and it's easy to to pick it out yeah but uh now now you're gonna have to work a little bit harder uh uh try to kick some ticks off of you whatever that's for sure um you know up up north in minnesota north dakota i'm sure uh uh, they're dealing with what we were dealing with four or five weeks ago when this thing started so um, you know we'll we'll probably keep it open for another week or you know maybe two but uh, it's
1: probably coming to an end um, yeah we'll be wrapping it up here pretty soon so make sure you're you know make sure you're picking it up and even after it ends don't, right. don't stop just right. keep you know like Scott has said from the get-go a grocery bag if you have that along and you see a few things just to throw it in there because unfortunately a lot of ramps and places along the rivers don't have trash cans just just for the fact like even in our park here they don't put trash cans down in there there's not like a permanent one because of all the flooding and everything like that so they worried about having to replace it every time it floods yep um but there is usually like a big dumpster or something like that close by there's a campground i mean you can find places to put the trash into so yep exactly um no I guess uh with that uh we've
0: got another cool episode today uh we've got a guest um Nick Klatt will be our guest today um Matt I know you know uh Klatt pretty good uh, you know do some messaging and talk to him and whatnot I've yeah, met him I've once jumped
1: in the boat with him before so yep. uh
0: pretty pretty cool cat uh, over yeah. in the iowa great lakes uh, region i believe he works over at pure fishing
1: that um, does.
0: from somewhere up north i'm not 100 yeah, percent sure in
1: the, up in minnesota yeah yep so uh
0: um you know he's kind of got a cool job uh, i think he recently started a guide service and uh uh posts a lot of pictures of big fish so uh we thought you know what this is our chance to get him on um you know his season is uh is ramping up and uh yeah, so we'll uh, we'll chat with Nick about what he's got going on. And we're here today with Nick Clat. Nick, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing really good. Doing good. <clears throat> uh, Nick, we always uh, we like to get our uh, episodes started off uh, when we have guests uh, throwing out a couple random questions. Uh, so first and foremost, I want to know uh, what your death row meal would be.
2: My death row meal? Yep. Oh, man. I can't turn down sushi. I mean, that's kind of my, that's my, if I was going to have one more, one more meal before the, the end of the day, that would be it for sure.
1: Sushi, huh?
0: Wow. That yeah? sounds like a terrible way to go out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Some people like it, but, uh, yeah, I definitely love it. So, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh,
1: uh, now I know that you're, you're kind of like a connoisseur on the smoker over there. Like what's your, what's your favorite thing that to put on that smoker?
2: Um, you know, honestly, I like doing a pork butt. That's probably oh, one yeah. of my favorite things. Uh, you can eat on it for about a, a good solid week and then, uh, you get sick of it, but that would be, I like doing the pork butt. I also like doing the ribs if I have the patience for it. So, but as of late, I've been, um, which you guys might say it's a sin, but throw some walleye flays on there, let them brine overnight. No, them any... on the smoker for about four hours, super low heat. Yeah. And really? then you can um I mean we turn it into like a fish dip. So Oh, all right, yeah. Huh. Turns out awesome. Yeah, but... any
1: any dead walleye is a good walleye to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it, I, I didn't know. say anything. I didn't <laughs> well, say anything. One
2: i can't imagine well you know what a smallmouth bass would probably smoke up just fine as well <laughs> right. all right moving right along <laughs> and that was our guest today thanks for joining the show you know, just being honest <laughs> yeah.
0: now no, uh, i'm not no go ahead
2: i'm, I'm not above going for a, a good smallmouth bass bite heck oh, yeah
0: now uh what we've got to ask you uh what, what's your favorite kind of wings Chicken wings. My favorite
2: wings, all buffalo wings for sure. Bone in. Bone in buffalo? Yeah, you can't trust anybody doing boneless wings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You uh you a ranch or a blue cheese guy? Or neither? Uh
2: blue cheese. But I could you know, the uh the Midwest in me I do I do tend to also go for the ranch. Now
0: we had we had kind of come up with a theory that you had to be like basically forty five to fifty years old or older in order to really like blue cheese and, and you know. well not
2: quite there yet but <laughs> it, it's an acquired taste yeah. I guess i guess
0: all right uh, nick uh, you you mentioned earlier that uh, well not on the show when we were talking to you uh, that you were on your way back from being up north uh, where where were you
2: yeah so i was just up at um, leech lake for the minnesota walleye opener here and um you know, just got, like you said, just got back to the Iowa Great Lakes. It's about five hour drive from me. So I headed up there on Thursday night. We fished right away Saturday morning and then um, through the weekend. So now, it was good. Um, definitely some guys did better than others. I think, um, you know, just it was, I think it was a super successful um, opener for the area. Just, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard too much, but the um northern half of minnesota um has been has had ice on it until about monday of last week so right. it's been a I i think it's been a long awaited um weekend for a lot of those folks up north and and uh you know regardless of the fishing it was good to see everybody out and on the lakes and whatnot so
1: now is the minnesota opener a tradition for you having grown up in minnesota and stuff like that is it marked on your calendar every year like you're going up there and you got a bunch of people that are you know coming along or you guys are all meeting up
2: yep exactly My um every year that's that's definitely going to be on my calendar um and it has been like you said since i was a kid um just my family's had some history up on leech lake and in the walker area so we've always kind of um, you know, that was always my, our weekend getaway as kids, you know, my folks had the seasonal up there and then they were lucky enough to, um, you know, build something a little bit more permanent and now they have a cabin up there. So, um, you know, every year I've got a couple of buddies from college that come and then a couple of buddies from back home and we all kind of meet up and do the annual, uh, Minnesota walleye, you know, traditional opener. So and it's, like I said, it'll be something that I'll do, you know, and no matter what the weather and what the fishing situation is for the rest of my life.
0: Nice. Now, did you grow up uh, right there in that Leech Lake area? I didn't. I grew
2: up in central Minnesota, so right in between um, St. Cloud, and the on I-94, Monticello, Minnesota, specifically, oh, okay. so...
0: And did you do yep. a whole lot of fishing around there, uh, growing up or, or what, you know, you mentioned that your, that your parents had a cabin up there on leach. Was that where you spent a lot of weekends or or how yeah. how did you really get into fishing?
2: We spent a lot of weekends up there and then in, um, you know, high school, middle school, I guess, um, when I, when we could get our driver's license, um, early on in high school, I had a duck boat. So a little John boat, we would just go out to the central Minnesota lakes and do some bass fishing around there. Um, you know, knowing what I know now, it probably would have been a little bit more, you know, targeting walleyes and panfish, but the bass fishing was just super good around that area. And, um, you know, it was something that we kind of just grew up doing. Everybody was, everybody bass fished. So, you know, from that, from that immediate area and we kind of, um, did that throughout high school and then, um, you know, some of my buddies still live there and they really, they really do well around that area. So, and I think it's just, you know, the amount of lakes, um, you know, you don't even have to go down to Minnetonka. There's, you know, some, so many lakes up there in the cities that are, um, you know, smaller bodies of water that have a lot of opportunity for a bunch of those people.
0: Yeah. yeah you know the the you know things like the crappy chronicles and and everything like that is has really showcased uh, uh what kind of lakes are right in that metro area and and uh you know they got to be just as good uh, once you get out of that metro area
2: exactly and um yeah those guys did a super good job of kind of showcasing that and there's even um you know like you said outside of that um metro area there's it's just it's pretty cool how many different bodies of water are up there and you know i actually the town that i lived in or grew up in monticello was the mississippi went right through it okay there's a nuclear power plant right there and it stayed open um all winter long so you know your traditional walleye bass season closes sometime in february so we would we would be you know, have the opportunity to go out and you could catch smallmouth bass on a you know nice warm january day if the winter was lucky enough to grease you with one of those yeah
1: nice now you talked about leech lake having been up at leech lake this past weekend and the ice was still on the lakes a couple weeks ago what kind of water temps were you guys running into up there
2: um we're looking at 48 uh, you know even up into the mid 50s today oh so it did so. warm
1: up quite fast then
2: Yeah, it did, and I was quite surprised by that. Just, um, you know, talking to some people earlier this week, it's, like I said, there's some days that even still had some ice just hanging around, and obviously by the end of the week, that was all gone, but you still think that Lake would retain a little bit of that um, cooler temp, but it seemed, uh, it really seemed to um, skyrocket out of it, and then even, you know, within the last couple days, just Mid sixties um really brought that water temp up. Yeah. It does so I mean I,
1: it does warm up in a hurry. It's it's always kind of a surprise how fast the water will. Do oh, it's that. crazy.
2: Yeah. Um and just looking at the weather that we've had around Iowa, I told, you know, the guys up north this weekend I was like, these are water temps that I've been fishing in back home. You know, yeah. so you're five hours away, you guys just had ice off, and you know, down here in the Iowa Great Lakes. We're, st- you know, we were looking at, um, you know, mid to low 50s all the way up until, you know, late last week, maybe Friday, even Saturday, you know, yeah. yesterday. So it's it's crazy how you know the spring has been, but as soon as you get just a little bit of warm temps, um, how that just skyrockets. Yep. Any any and I, think certain... that's, I think that says something about like the lakes too, just being you know, you, you've got them to a certain temperature to where they're just ready to, you know, warm up.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Any certain techniques that you guys... It's a
2: jigging, jigging a minnow up there, man. Is it? <laughs> it's kind of a, the Minnesota staple, right? Jigging a shiny. I
1: was going to say spot tail or... I mean, yep. I saw that, that there was lines up at bait shop doors, like out the door, because I don't know, were they hard to find up there or...
2: Yeah, so the... The guys were having, you know, a difficult time trapping just with some of the um, later ice outs and, you know, the shiners were deep or they weren't running yet. Right. So um, I think that'll change pretty quick here. But, yeah, as far as the bait situation goes, um, my dad is up there on Friday and um, Shriver's Bait in Walker, Minnesota, there, they were eliminating two dozen shiners. Wow. So, okay. That just says something about their lack of bait. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that was even around here this year. Um, you know, some of the bait shops in town were saying that they were really struggling to get bait for our opener last weekend.
1: Yeah.
0: Huh. Now, now, you mentioned your dad being up there. Uh, ha- has your dad uh, been your fishing buddy forever, or was it your grandpa, or was it was it your buddies in
2: school? Yeah, it was. I remember the days when I would get, you know, he'd be going out fishing. And, you know, dad's always been my fishing partner and that's kind of where i learned it from but i remember the days him going out fishing i'd be so stinking sick of it i'd have him bring me in i'd be out there crying in the boat cause I was sick about being out there fishing <laughs> he'd kind of bring me out there and um burn to be out of it for a little while to be honest and then i think once i got into middle school and you could spend the longer days on the water that's kind of really when i got into it
0: yeah so can, can you beat him now or does he still beat you
2: he fished the heck out of me this weekend. Did he? I can't even talk. Yeah. I, I still give him a little bit of crap, but he'll outfish me on a day. So. You
1: put a jig in a minnow in his hand, and there's no walleye that's safe. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I guess.
0: Now, yeah. uh, now, did you fish uh, through your college years? Uh, where did you go to college?
2: Yeah, so I went to um, right back up north of Bemidji State, up in Bemidji, Minnesota, and we did a ton of fishing up there. I mean, that's the main reason we went up there. Um, you know, me and a lot of my buddies that I ended up meeting, that's, that was their reasoning as well. So, and then, yeah, I kind of got to know a bunch of guys up there. Um, you guys know, you know, Will Pap, and Foose, um, Oh yeah, got in, you know, started hanging out with him. He was actually on the same college floor as myself. So him and I were good buddies from the start and then, you know, Sam Moore and I ended up you know sam war media he yeah. was up there at that time too and um you know adam bartusek was coming up and he was seeing one of my other buddies Brent brett Relipas. so we kind of always had this group of guys that was up there and fishing and um,
0: really focused on life. academics and, and, <laughs> and, and yeah. you know you you got there and it was like hey you're into yep. studying and, and yeah i in am into studying night too. Long and yeah
1: it's like oh you like to study i like to study too did we just become friends yeah yeah <laughs>
2: Some of those guys never left, and I still think about that. It's like yeah, that would have been a good place to go to, and never leave really you know, village, Minnesota.
0: Yeah, not not a crappy area. You know, there, <laughs> no, there's it's not. there's a lot of the South Dakota state's really popular. You know, with a, a lot of people in our school, and yeah, you know these these kids go up there and. Next thing you know, you see it on Facebook and Snapchat, and they're just smacking the snot out of the walleyes oh, yeah. and and you know knocking the heck out of the ducks and you know prime yep. time pheasants, and it's just
1: like, oh man, like you know, <laughs> I need to go back to college. Well, for a you few know, years I don't here. know
0: that I'm exactly smart enough to pull off the whole college thing, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, hey, it's not for everyone. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about just going to Brookings and pretending to be a student. <laughs> That's like, what I'm. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd take the night classes.
2: No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. That was, uh, that area too. That's a cool, I know a couple of buddies that graduated from over there and, and South Dakota, those guys really took advantage of it too.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Now, now you don't do, uh, you, you don't care for waterfowl hunting, right? <laughs>
2: no, that's <laughs> my other passion. So <laughs> which one's, was, which
0: one's more of a passion? Like I was cruising through your Facebook, uh, before I, I sent you a message, just kind of, you know, setting up the interview and, uh, uh, looking for some pictures and, uh, there's a heck of a lot more with you, uh, with a pile of ducks in front of you than there is you with, with some fish. I think, I think I that know. might be the main love.
2: <laughs> I'm kind of terrible at posting the fish pictures, but, um, yeah, I really do enjoy waterfowl hunting. I think it's got something to do with just, um, you know, having a dog and, and Matt, as you know, you we've know, right. had conversations about this as well. Just, you know, having that extra little challenge out there and, um, I guess, the reward as well yeah you know, kind just, of a
1: purpose to go like it gives you that purpose sometimes like you're like you, we all have those days where we're like man i don't know if i'm gonna go out today but then you the dog gives you that look like yeah we're going so you're going yeah
2: she always seems to enjoy it yeah so no but that's one of that's one of the other passions i really enjoy and um i don't know it's a toss-up right on you know, in the spring in the springtime um, I'm pretty much hammered down. We're walleye fishing. We're doing whatever we can do on the boat. Just I think because you're so cooped up after um, these long winters, and then by by August, yeah, I can I can't deny I'm starting to think about waterfall at that point. So yep.
1: Now how 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 tough Scott and I have had this talk on here before. Like how tough is it? Like in the spring, you're out there fishing and stuff and you're seeing like these green heads just full plumage you know all these other ducks that normally when we get them here they're not you know fully plumed out it's just like yeah if we could just have like one tag a mounter uh, season a mowner season where you could shoot season. just like one duck in the spring just that would
2: be great I right think They should come out with that so. yeah I mean, they I mean... could
0: make a ton of money just you know everyone's got to pay 50 dollars for that one nice Full plume mount. My, yep, exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, heck, I I'd hate to see what some people would spend. Uh, you know, get a nice, get a really nice green head, or, or you know, yeah, whatever. You just see them, and yeah. it's just like ah. <laughs> yep. Now, now your your college days, we kind of got off course there, but uh, your college days, what did you go to college for?
2: I went for um, engineering technology and then manufacturing um, management emphasis.
0: So okay.
2: And, yeah and that
0: and that eventually landed you a, do, a job down here in spirit lake iowa at pure fishing
2: correct correct yep now i'm working um as a product engineer for um berkeley pure fishing so i came down here in 2018 had a buddy um logan Lyon, kind of tapped me on the shoulder and because he was a colleague of mine up at college and he said you know he was working down here at the time um he said, "Hey, we got an opening. I think you're a good fit. Um, come on down. It's you know, get you. He got me an interview, so came down here, interviewed, and I think Tuesday after graduation, I had pretty much moved all of my stuff from the Midgey, and I was on my way down to Northwest Iowa. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. not much time after graduation, I moved down here. and been down here since, so."
0: Now, now, what is it that you work on over there? So
2: for um, my specific job, job title, I, I'm working on bait packaging and um, specifically molded baits. So we do our Berkeley Power Bait, Power Bait Max Scent, and uh, Gulp over at uh, the Spirit Lake plant. Um, some of that product is now being sourced. You'll see a little bit of a different packaging um, coming out of – um, you know overseas and whatnot that'll be that clear cam- clam packaging yep. but we do all the classic um, yellow bag power bait still right here in Spirit Lake and then like I said all of our max scent and gulp as well Right on so and then for my specific job title, um, as you know kind of transitioning from a manufacturing engineer into a product engineer, um, I'm working a lot more with uh, you know the finished good side of things. And the product, um, new product development timeline from the manufacturing standpoint. So working with bait designers um, on the front end, uh, coming up with a concept for the packaging that they feel um, fits the need for that specific bait. You know, whether you're trying to uh, conceal a certain action or whatnot, you know, I'm making sure that the product goes into uh, like the correct tray. And then from there into the correct package. Um, and then, you know, kind of once we work that front end of the project, and this is specifically for new prod projects and new products, um, you know, I work with a molding engineer, and um, we do all of the manufacturing trials to make sure it's manufacturable at our plant. And then it goes into kind of the last... Uh, final piece and that's you know the packaging side of things so making sure the product's aesthetically pleasing for the brand managers and you know the customers and whatnot so i think the last four years i've been down here um as far as you know just to kind of throw a number out there as far as like new products that i've worked with it's somewhere around 500 skews a year so Whoa. and that's yeah that's 500 skews and you could look at you know, 10, 20, 30 shapes. So, you know, say there's, they come out with a new shape, um, you know, say accent general, for example, they could come out with um, a four inch general and then 10 new shapes. So, you know, you can add up skews pretty quick when you're, you know, you have a bunch of these new shapes that we come out with every year and a bunch of colors as well. So we end up touching a ton of products. Um, you know, first year stuff coming coming through our plant.
0: Now, do you uh, you get to go out and test some of them baits or or not? No, really? no. I just
2: get to watch uh, Spangler and Kyle Peterson go out on the lake and drive drive by um, the office windows with their rigs yeah <laughs> well i get to sit in the office
0: you ever think about like you know maybe setting them up and sabotaging them you know so that maybe they get fired and you could possibly move into that position i mean i can edit this part of
1: the show out if you know i mean we can come yeah. uh,
2: we'll have to talk about that after yeah, yeah exactly exactly, exactly. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no those guys are good at what they do absolutely oh, they are
0: Noah, have, have you ever gotten to meet any like killer cool guys you know that come walking through the shop and all of a sudden you turn around it's like holy smokes that was gary parsons right there anything like that
2: um i think it was last summer uh they were giving mike Iconelli a tour and i literally turned like you said a situation like that i turned around and my boss is standing there with mike Iconelli and he goes mike this is nick he's our product engineer for you know x y and z and shook his hand and kind of showed him some of the products that we were building that day. I think that was probably the coolest one. It's like, holy buckets.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty surreal. When
0: so, you never know when Mike's going to go flying off the handle and break
2: <laughs> no. a rod or
0: <laughs> just don't know what's going to set him off.
2: Right. But no. no, those those walleye guys, um, they're in town quite a bit. You see Sprangle, I think he's, I don't know how many times he's been up here this year, so I'm sure Dan's got him working on something cool, but um, yeah, those guys are up here all the time, so it's it's kind of cool to see them roaming around and every once in a while i get to shake their hand and introduce myself and whatnot
0: well i mean when you look across the uh the bass fishing circuits and when you look across the walleye fishing circuits uh uh the dudes that got berkeley on their jersey they're doing pretty darn well Well, and it's 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 all the big ones right it's like oh yeah
2: yep so yeah they do um they've gotten some really you know even within the last few years i think our brand management and whatnot um the powers that be have done a really good job getting some of these higher end pros to you know use our product and then even you know help develop it as well so that's that's cool to see
1: well i don't know if there's been a hotter bait in bass fishing the last few years more than the berkeley Maxent flatworm yeah i mean
2: it's, it's crazy i mean that's one product that we cannot build enough of um it's just one of those that, you know, and I think it's gonna come around again. You guys follow it probably a lot closer than I do. It seems like you'll get an MLF tour that'll go to I don't know if it's the St. Lawrence River or where it yep, was last year, right. but you'll see it. You'll see a win, and then you'll see a buildup off of that in production. You know, within weeks, sometimes. So, I, I believe just, it. People yeah. go crazy about it. Yeah.
1: Well, um, even, even some of the top pros, I mean, they'll, they'll talk about like, that's the only thing that they could catch them on and they're not even sponsored by them. So they're, I mean, they're out there buying them up.
2: Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. Um, it's one of those things that, you know, even the guys that I know, they're like, they're at, they're begging for it. You know, just <laughs> my buddies yeah, yeah. and are like, we can't find it anywhere. It's,
0: I, I was over at the Berkeley Outlet store here a couple weeks ago, and they actually had a pretty, pretty solid selection of it. And, and, you know, I think this year everything's pretty good, but last year it was about impossible to get it. And then I was up at Marine General up in Duluth, Minnesota, and, and we were kind of cruising through the aisles and down like at foot level i was like what the hell is that and i i think i bought like 12 packs of, and that was on oh, our yeah. boundary waters trip it's like yeah i'll, I'll take those because <laughs> right. i think i could put them on ebay and sell right. them for the price of gold
2: yeah it was funny we were watching some of that stuff last year just around the office talking about it and it's like well there's a pack for 50 bucks on ebay today it's crazy yeah, yeah.
0: no doubt it is
2: but uh, it works so it does yo. i mean you
0: now, uh, now, you're down uh, Iowa Great Lakes, uh, you know, at, at Pure Fishing. Uh, obviously, you, you do some fishing around there. How much different are those Iowa Great Lakes than the lakes that you grew up on? Was it a pretty easy transition to come down here, or, or did it take you a while to to kind of get it figured out?
2: Um, It was, you know, growing up on Leech, you've got these big, expansive, um, you know, flats and, locations where you can fish so you know i think the biggest transition for me was kind of coming down here and um you know having to focus on some of the smaller stuff you know the smaller spot on the spot kind of deal i know that's yeah. a term that's used kind of overused but that's it's true it's like these lakes you have a lot of you know let's take west okoboji for example you have a lot of water that is not fishable you know you're in the 100 foot of water 80 foot of water And then you have that kind of middle ground, you're in 30, 40 foot of water. And a lot of times that's, for us, you know, walleye guys, we're not playing around out there too much. So you've kind of, you get into this, these certain areas where it's, you know, more difficult to find, you know, larger spots. So you end up on, you know, a certain small spot, you fish that for a little bit, and then you go to the next one. So it was a little bit difficult for me because, you know, you could pull up on a spot on leech and, um, you know, it could be a half mile long. So you have, you know, you can set up for a drift, you can set up, you know, go with side imaging, trying to find a pot of of fish and cast at them. Whereas um, you're a little bit more confined to an area here at the Iowa Great Lakes. And um, you don't, it's just smaller stuff. So I think it was, it did, it did take me probably, I mean, that first year, Um, just learning things down here. I mean, I was, you know, completely, I was pretty much a waste. I mean, and then the second year we were able to find out, you know, I was able to find a couple good bites and started picking some guys' brains around here and started understanding, you know, kind of this body of water a little bit more and um, it's gotten easier. Um, And it's definitely different, uh, you know, outside of May and June you start getting into July where you're talking about large portions of the lake that are completely choked out with weeds, yep, um, yeah. you know, out to 18, sometimes 20, 25 foot of water. And that's, that was a super difficult thing for me. Um, you know, cause you have a, unless you're up in there playing around and looking for pockets where there aren't weeds, you have kind of a hard stop for the fishing that, I do, you know, walleye fishing, where it's like you're not really crashing and banging around, you know, a Texas rig and, you know, when you're walleye fishing. So you've got to find these clean areas where it really pushes you out to, um, you know, some deeper water in some cases.
1: Now, do do you see a lot of guys like... You know, on the flip side of that, did you take some techniques that you use up at, like, Leech Lake a lot and see guys down here really not utilizing those techniques, and you found success, use, you know, using it because it was something like, these fish might not see very often?
2: For sure. And, um, yeah, I still think we're, you know, there's a few techniques out here that I, some guys haven't really picked up on. Right. Um, just because I don't know if it's a confidence level thing for them, if they just haven't used it a bunch, Um and then, you know, you go up north and you see, you know, guys utilizing it a lot more. And even, you know, it's your like, and Raps, your, you know, Acme, Hyperglide, stuff like that. You see Tom Boley, like that's, you know, on YouTube, all these guys are all these guys are utilizing it in all of these different areas. And um, that's something that we've kind of started to utilize a little bit more. And then even upsizing presentations, going with larger swim baits, that kind of stuff. and. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said I just don't think it's a confidence level for a lot of guys down here. I don't know that they, you know, if they don't have the patience to go out there and use it, or I don't know. It's just not something that a lot of guys aren't doing. So
1: yep. Now, now, what you got a favorite lake over there that you like to fish over the others or?
2: Um, right now it's Big Spirit. Big Spirit's been super good to us this spring, um, but within the next couple weeks here. We'll start switching over to West Lake, and i that's probably my favorite. Um That's just, you know, it's one of the only lakes in the area that fishes differently than the others. You know, it's yeah. like you can get out there, you can fish your rock humps, you can find your rock bars that are out deep. And it kind of reminds me of back home a little bit where, um, you know, Spirit, it's got that kind of stuff, but, you know, year by year it changes. You know, who knows what's going to happen this year. Last year there was weeds all the way out into the basin of spirit so did has has
0: spirit come up at all like did you guys through these last couple storms have you guys gotten any rain over there or is it still pretty stinking low
2: it's so from what i've heard we're near and and, you know don't take my word for this but i've heard we're near or at crest for east and west Okaboji, and then spirit is still low okay i mean visually I still think the lakes are low. I mean, you look at them and you can see, you know, your rock lines and stuff on the shoreline. It's just, it seems low. But then again, um, I moved down here in 2018, 2019, and it was super wet. So I started, you know, my first two years on this system were floodwater-type conditions. Yeah, And we had bites that occurred. Matt and I think you and I fished on one of them where it was super good for us for, you know, the month of May and all the way, almost into June, halfway through the summer
1: yep. that I
2: haven't seen happen again, like on those same spots um, in like two years. So, you know, just that high water and low water situation it definitely changes things up a little bit. Well, for sure, and That could be, like I said, that could be my lack of knowledge for the system, you know, coming into it. You know, guys that are around here for 10 years might say it didn't make that big of a difference, but.
0: Well, you're not fishing memories neither when, you know, you and your Uncle Vinny fricking caught them really good back in 1992. You know, I mean, you, <laughs> right. you've got, you know, four four years of, of knowledge and it is what it is. And, and, you know, but obviously it's working for you.
2: Yeah, it's been, um, it's it's refreshing to finally you know, start to figure things out around here. And lately it's, we've been successful, especially the last couple of years. Um, just with uh you know even larger fish i think a couple buddies around here and myself or you know some of the fish that we're seeing are just you know good quantity good size so do
1: you think that the new slot limit is going to help out a lot
2: i don't know the slot limit war thing is something that i try to stay out of it's kind of (laughs) it's kind of crazy um i don't know that it's going to affect the water too you know the lakes too much um I will say that this year there has been, you know, in my boat especially there's been a couple times up on Spirit where those eighteen and a half inches are almost all that we have in the box when we go to clean fish at the end of the night. So right. there's definitely a lot of fish in that system. Is it gonna affect it? I can't say for sure.
0: Yep, yeah. Oh yeah. Leave that for the biologists. That's right. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say that's such a um and you see you guys kinda go crazy about that topic. It's like I don't know. I I can't say for sure.
1: Trust the process. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what their management plan is around here, but I'd sure like to. I'd sure like to see. I know they stock a ton of walleyes in these lakes.
1: They
0: do. Yeah. No doubt about it. We just had Mike Hawkins, uh, the uh, fisheries biologist, over there on three three weeks ago. Right when they were doing all that uh, walleye stocking.
2: I should listen to that episode. I haven't. Yeah, that's that one
1: that's a good one yep
0: uh do any ice fishing over there or any ice fishing up north
2: yeah uh we did some we were able to get into, uh you know the yellow bass this year okay pretty good out on east Okaboji and um we do we do quite a bit of it i mean it's just after work after work stuff and then a little bit on the weekends
0: now, you had, a, you had a sketchy situation uh, this ice season out on Spirit, didn't
2: you? <laughs> I did, yep.
0: Is there a story so that, that goes
2: along with that one? Yeah, the first, I put it on my Snapchat, so most people already knew about it around here anyways. But um, we dang near put my pickup through on the north end of Spirit. Uh, ran into a, a spring, and I sent you guys over those pictures. But the truck, I was riding along with one of my buddies, and my buddy Logan Lyme was following me and he was in the UTV and we were consistently on you know 14, 16, 18 inches of ice all day and I come over a spot like I said on the north end there and the left driver's side of the pickup completely goes into the ice I mean I'm going 20 miles 15, 20 mile an hour and I mean I must have just had enough momentum to kind of carry me through and pop me out the other side of the hole so we walked back through and there was literally a open open hole there and um, it was it was wild. You know what they say, when in doubt, throttle it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean it was one of those it was it had to look like some deep of hazard stunt all there.
1: One one of those where you're like nobody says anything for a little bit and then after you after you've processed it and realized, like everything is safer, everything is good, then it's just like Yeah
0: Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was my buddy tanner bouchard he was you know he's on these waters quite a bit up here too and he was the one sitting next to me he's like i've never experienced anything like that and i said the same thing wow i mean i've driven on you know and it goes back to no ice is safe ice right i mean right real yeah it's kind of one of those things that we've been beaten into our head as ice fishermen but it's true you kind of get to this certain confidence level and next thing you know it Slaps you back in the face. Well, that's so
0: no now I gotta ask, did you fish the hole? <laughs>
2: no. We should have. <laughs> you yeah. should have. I think when, that, when I that think they something. were trying to say something. Yeah. That would have been something. That's I'm actually bummed that I didn't know that you say that. That wasn't even a that wasn't even a thought. But like you said, adrenaline's pumping at that yeah. point.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll have to go do yeah. it again yeah. next year. Yep. Now uh uh nick you you recently
2: started a uh, guide service right yep blue water guide service up here um i guess this is my shameless plug look us up on facebook and instagram so
0: now what uh yeah, I, what what got you started in that uh just saw the need and decided to go for it or just kind of always in the back of your mind that was one of those deals you wanted to do or
2: yeah it's something that i've done for a long time waterfowl hunting um a good buddy of mine, Graham Gresseth, runs a outfit Maxed Out Guides up in uh, Lacaparal area, Western Minnesota. Yep. Um, and I've been, you know, guiding waterfall up there for, you know, since college, and I still do quite a bit in the fall, and that carries me over to, like I said, Western Minnesota and down to Kansas. And I really, I've really enjoyed that, you know, the client interaction and meeting new people, and um, I kind of. It's always something that I wanted to do um, you know, for fishing. And as, you know, I progressed, you know, in this area the last couple of years, I just felt like I was at the confidence level where it was something that I could do and um, you know, bring people out, show them a good time and also have a you know, a good success rate, a good chance at catching a bunch of fish. So Absolutely. Um yeah, we started doing that. I've had a couple coffee trips so far and um you know with walleye weekend last weekend had to cancel a couple trips due to that crazy thunderstorm garbage weather that we had all of last week. Yeah. So I've got a couple guys coming up this week and we'll do um some trolling, you know, evening trolling trips. That's been super productive around here within the last couple of weeks. So and then we'll carry on into the summer. So yeah, if anybody wants to get out, look me up and we can chat.
0: Now you said uh, you you got a Facebook page and uh, uh, what yep. was what was the number for that?
2: So it's Blue Water Guide Service on Facebook. And, okay. Um, yeah, I, I have my cell number and uh, email all on that too. So. All right. Okay.
0: Um before we let you go uh, I got to ask uh so you and Logan go out uh 1v1 uh uh who who's going to be winning that
2: <laughs> Oh man that might actually have to be uh a, a little bit of a would uh Midwest Anglers podcast sponsor that
0: I we will sponsor <laughs> that uh but but the fact of the matter is uh you guys are both going to need marshals because i know how high stakes this could uh, potentially be so uh matt's gonna have to hop in the boat with one of you and i'm gonna have to hop in the boat with the other uh you guys provide the snacks and we'll provide the commentary <laughs>
2: yeah i don't know that, that's a tough one logan's a heck of a good fisherman too though. i can i can
1: guarantee you this though according to his snapchat he's probably gonna run out of gas before you do because i think yeah like <laughs> every other snap he's just, almost out of gas in that boat so <laughs> always really? at
2: the gas station right
1: yep at the gas station or we're we don't know if we're going to make it back to the ramps so.
2: well that works yeah. out because
0: gas is cheap right now right, <laughs> right. Oh, oh yeah God. i <laughs>
2: feel bad for the guys running 350 horse motors right
0: <laughs> <Oof-ta. right>? <laughs> <laughs> i don't no, that feel was... bad for those guys <laughs> they
1: can afford it they can afford the yeah, gas <laughs> i guess You're
2: right that's that's always the argument if you have a big boat like that you should be able to fill it with gas right <laughs> yeah
0: No doubt about it. No, he
2: was, we were out in Pierre, South Dakota, on the Missouri River, and we were all, or sorry, Chamberlain, South Dakota, we were all the way to the north end up by the dam, and he goes, well, my needle's not moving, and we're 19 miles from home, and that's when we (laughs) sent out that Snapchat. Yeah. And and we made it to some, by the grace of God, we made it home, but I didn't think we were going to do it. I mean, 20 miles on empty, and those, those motors are only getting, it's a couple miles per gallon, you know? yep that's
1: crazy <laughs> so
2: yeah if you come out with us um i guess logan as well hopefully he won't run out of gas on his yet trip but i can almost <laughs> guarantee my 90 yamaha does not sip gas like that
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> now, now right now uh, if if somebody listening to this uh um the evening trolling bite is the thing that uh, you'd probably recommend uh right now
2: yeah i mean we can go out and definitely give it a shot but i mean your evening trolling bites going to be your high success rate
0: well for those of you guys listening uh nick uh he's he's, he's calling a shot right now you get out there and you can uh fill the limit uh evening trolling and uh yeah i mean evening like right now or an evening like last night it been perfect to be out there yeah yeah no doubt. it would have been so all right nick uh well we appreciate you uh joining the show um and yeah i hopefully uh uh, this first year of your guide service is a successful one and hopefully it only, uh, snowballs from here.
2: Yeah. I appreciate that. You guys get over here and we'll jump in the boat one of these days.
1: Definitely. Don't twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Thanks, All right, man. Guys.
2: See ya. Have a good night.
0: And that was Nick Klatt of the Blue Water Guide Service over, uh, on the Iowa Great Lakes. Um, like you said, you know, that evening trolling bite. Uh, I think if you want to get on some fish, i I would, uh, highly encourage, uh, you getting a hold of Nick, and uh, if Nick is busy, I know he's got uh, couple a couple other, other goods, buddies yep. that uh, do the same thing or uh, on the same
1: program, and uh, yeah, they're they're on them. Yeah, they're on. Them. And if anything, you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna learn too out there on the water. And yep. You never know. Like he was talking, you might see some cool baits that nobody else has got to see. You know, that's, true. that's you know, true. you never know. So yeah, you probably won't even know that it's a bait that's not released. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, throw this on. Let me know what you think about it. <laughs> no, but uh, I know uh, I know Nick uh, is is using you know some you know the live scope and and a lot of uh, a lot of the state of the art electronics and whatnot. So you know if it's uh, one of those deals where you want to just go out and kind of get dialed in with that type of stuff i'm sure that uh um he'd be happy to take you out and show you how that works uh no i i highly encourage you if, if you got a spare evening
1: and uh, you want to get out uh, um that's uh that's what i'd be doing what, what would you do if you were working and you know they come up behind you and be like oh hey we want to introduce you to somebody scott this is mike Arcanelli. what what mark mark, Eichen, mark Eichen, <laughs> yeah oh yeah i think i heard yeah, yeah I you're that dude
0: yeah you uh you're that dude that worked at subway right <laughs> that's right no no you're not him <laughs> okay well talk to you later <laughs> I, I think i think that's the biggest play on guys like uh uh you know guys that know that they're a big deal right get their name wrong yep get their name wrong like what? What did you say, Mark? Oh. No, no, Mike. Yeah, that's oh, what I said, Mark. Okay. <laughs> like,
1: that's what you got to do. Like, oh, no, do and and I love Iconella. You know, like, yeah, right. Yeah. Do, you, do you fish? Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, you yeah. do. Oh, oh, cool, cool. Like, are you yeah. one of the investors or yeah. who are you, who? Yeah. Are you? Oh, oh, you're, the, you're that bluegill guy. That bluegill guy. <laughs> I've seen you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could. You could. He could have been really. Threw some shade at him, and been like, "Oh, you're you're the guy that's trying to qualify for the Bassmaster Elite Series, aren't you?" Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Not but any, at the time, yeah, at the time, I suppose. <laughs>
0: nope.
1: Ike, Ike is. I
0: mean, that's. Uh, I mean, that's really, really. You could probably argue uh, with what Ike's got going on off the water. You know, with Ike Live he's and busy and, dude. I mean, sure. he's he's got lines of fishing rods and and you know everything else. Like that dude might actually be the biggest name in all of fishing really right
1: he seemed to have his hand in everything and he really is a nice guy we got to meet him out there at lacrosse that one time we went out watch the elite series and he was you know at his boat after the after the day and signing autographs and talking to people and people jump up there and sit in the boat and get pictures with him so yep. i mean yeah, yeah to me that's a, i mean i get it those guys after a long day oh for sure last thing you want to do is sit there and do some of that stuff but yep. you know anybody that does it i know yep. always got a lot of respect for nope ike's uh ike's a spectacular fisherman but he's also a really good businessman so. definitely a good businessman
0: yep but uh no, moving right along um i don't know if i've really got anything else uh you know i me and matt were kind of talking uh um leading up to this you know iowa great lakes has their opener minnesota has their opener you know i mean this is really a hot time in fishing and it just doesn't really seem like there's a ton of news going on you know i mean right. there, there hasn't been a tournament now for a couple weeks uh on the nwt side uh bassmaster hasn't had a tournament for like four weeks but uh, they've got one this coming week um down at lake fork so uh if you're goes- listening to this get the lineup set yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, well, and we're not 100% sure how this next episode after this one, uh, episode 172 next week is going to shape up. Um, Matt's going to be gone this coming weekend. I'm going to be gone this coming weekend. So we might try to get something recorded uh, a couple days early and release it on Monday, like regularly. If there isn't an episode out on Monday morning, just assume uh, you know it'll be a be, Tuesday or Wednesday
1: right. deal, Matt. What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, Emily's running marathon up in uh, on Madeline Island this coming weekend up there by Bayfield, Wisconsin. So. Bayfield, Wisconsin. Yep, gonna make the long drive up there and watch that. Okay. How 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 far of a drive is that? I think it's like eight eight or nine hours or something like that. I think. Are you, you bringing a fishing pole? <sighs> I probably won't bring a fishing pole because by the time you get up there and get settled down you know, on Friday night, it's, it's, you know, lights out pretty early because the marathon's pretty early in the morning and yeah. Uh, yeah. You're watching a
0: marathon the next morning and after
1: that, you know, you kind of, she's recovering and right. Yeah. You're just kind of doing that and you want to kind of see the Island. It's my first time up there. She's been up there quite a bit, quite a few times, but it'll be my first time up there. So
0: kind of a touristy area or yeah. 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 I've never
1: heard of Madeline Island, but,
0: uh, I I went to Mackinac went one time in Michigan. Did you? Yeah. Yep. But, uh,
1: no, I'm sure uh, any time you go up north, it's pretty pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it'll be the furthest up into Wisconsin I've ever been, so looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing the area up there. You going to go to the line and Kugel's Brewery? <laughs> I don't know if we will or not. I don't think you can go. You're going to buy a spotted cow, though, mm-hmm. aren't you? I'm sure we'll buy some before we come back. She always seems to yep. do that. So I think that's New Glarus <laughs> yep. Brewing. New Glarus. What do you got going? Um,
0: I am uh, heading the direct opposite that way I mean, that you're going. You're going northeast. Yeah. I'm going southwest, and yeah. uh, I'm going out to the Big Cox Ranch uh, annual branding.
1: Um, Are you sure you can call it the Big Cox Ranch? Not just. I mean, I did say the Big Cox <laughs> Ranch. <dinner>. Let's <laughs> we'll say small to medium Cox <laughs> Ranch. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we're talking about land here people i mean i don't know what everybody else is talking thinking about but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not real tall i mean right. only when leroy cox is down there is... that's right
0: that's right <laughs> nope uh going down to the cox ranch i am freaking like i i can't even tell you how jacked up i am about this um i'm bringing me me and my son are gonna be down there um and uh, you know, I've I've said it uh, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Uh, uh, it's a very special uh, place to me. I mean, just uh, it's a uh, it's it's just it's super awesome. I mean, there's just there's no one out there, and uh, I mean, anyone who knows the Cox family knows how how spectacular of a family that is. So you get to hang out with some really cool people in a really cool spot in the world, and uh, you know, I. I've, I've said it before too. Like, I just, I love the thought of that cowboy lifestyle and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, what's more cowboy than going down there for the branding? Yeah. And, and I got a shirt that says light to moderate ranching, uh, from, <laughs> from Dale Brisby. So, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty pumped up to, uh, to be wearing that. And, uh, I'm just pumped up that Grady's going to get to see it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm way jacked. I'm like beyond jacked. So
1: yeah, we'll, uh, We'll both, uh, hopefully you don't come back with a branding on your back or anything like that. Oh, isn't
0: like, I've never seen it on Yellowstone, but isn't that what you get one on the chest? Is that what it is? Yeah. Then you're part of the crew and all right. You heard it. I mean, when you're the top hand, you get the brand (laughs) and I mean, that's, I guess I'm, I'm not going down there to be bottom hand. I'm going down there to get around them. And you know, I mean do a do a full day's work and you know probably get handed a Budweiser at the end of the night which I do not drink Budweiser why I I mean I don't drink any beer neither does Matt but uh, um, Zach told me one time that that when you really do good job on the on on cowboy stuff then they give you Budweiser so maybe I'll just like maybe I'll just get a case of Budweiser and like just go around and start handing (laughs) it to the dudes who I think look like they're really working and kind of give them a nod don't say anything just give them a nod let them know like hey i see I'm, I'm <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm just. This is my way of saying like, you're doing good work. because yeah, I'm yeah. the judge. I know good. I know good cowboy, and when I see good cowboy, you cowboy-ing. got the cowboy hat all ready to go. I don't, but there it is, I was right say. over there on top of the. You know, I th- I feel like I'd be foolish to not stop into Young's Western Wear on the way down there and and you know Definitely get some would. new get up. I mean, if you're gonna do cowboy stuff,
1: you got to have cowboy attire. I know the, the first time I ever go down there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get fully decked out. Yep, yeah, yeah. Hey, you don't go down there, you don't go
0: down there trying half, ha- half acid. I mean, no, you, you whole acid, <laughs>
1: whole acid. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, all right. Hey, yeah, easy, hoping, I'm easy. You, what the hell's I'm, Gotten into? You? I'm hoping you come back with a brand. I hope that they. Well, I yeah, will a, a small one. Just, I will on my forehead. No, I don't know. Go about that far, but,
0: Cox Ranch. Lazy U Bar, I think that's what Zach's brand is. Maybe it's Bar Lazy U, but either way, it's fun to say. Being right, it is.
1: Um, good news stories. Yeah, that one. You know, we were talking earlier in the show about all the storms we've had lately. You know, there's been a lot of damage and everything like that. But one thing that the storms have brought is some rain and some much-needed moisture to this area. A lot of the lakes are coming back up. You know, getting back to that normal depth that they usually are same way with uh a lot of our rivers and everything like that so yep it's kind of good to see and you know the grass our my lawn is growing like i can mow it and i hate this time of year when i gotta mow like multiple times a week it's like i i actually kind of enjoy it when it gets to july and i only have to mow it like once maybe every two weeks right so.
0: <laughs> right now i'll springboard uh my good news story right off that um you know i think uh you know, we we talked about, uh, what is it, Castlewood up there in Madison and and a lot of these other places, uh, you know, and and even just right here in town, uh, you know, some trees down, some fences blown over. And uh, that evening after the storm rolled through and the the days following, you know, you drive through town and and you see neighbors, you know, over at the neighbor's yard and, you know, they're helping each other out. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, they're not doing it for, 20 bucks they're not doing it for a hundred dollars they're doing it because it's the right thing to do and and uh you know i mean it's just one of those midwest deals anyone that's probably listening to this knows exactly what that means but uh you know just the way that that towns and communities and and neighbors rally around each other when uh you know i i know when my house got flooded out back in 2014 you know there's people showing up with bars and buckets of scrubbing materials and you know Uh, you know, stopping by and, you know, Hey, if there's anything you can do to help. And it's not one of those deals, you know, Hey, if there's anything I can do to help, uh, you know, let me know, but God don't ever let me know because I ain't coming. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, they're they're showing up with the boots on and and the gloves on and, you know, Hey, let's get to work. Let's do this. You know, we're going to have her cleaned up by this afternoon. And, and, uh, I don't know. I just, I I love that. I, I love living where we live. Um, you know, and and that's, you know, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, you know, Illinois besides Chicago, probably, uh, you know, just, just all those areas, you know, I mean, everyone's ready to throw the boots on, get to work and, and get things cleaned up and get things back to normal. You know, I don't know. It seems like other parts of, uh, of the united states something bad happens and they sit and they whine and they whine and yeah. they whine and they Until whine and they wait for somebody them. else yep. you know to send in the national guard or something and you know by the time they'd send in the national guard you know for these midwestern states we'd have the sucker cleaned yeah, up like, <laughs> like, <why are> we... <laughs> like did something <laughs> but, really happen here but, like, but the
1: midwestern states would be like hey well you're here you guys need a place to stay uh yeah. what do you guys you hungry i mean the wife's got a really good hot dish there's, there's a lot of like stories i saw about that like there were some amazon drivers in town that night and the lady was like really scared and right and like people brought her into their house like get into our house now come down in the basement with us everything like that i mean you think about all the people that were you know out on the road and stuff and you know to jump off yours there too uh i was sitting there after the storm and i live up there's a lot of those like condos up by my place with a lot of elderly people that live up in that area and uh, a lot of vehicles going by, you know, driving by. And I, I think a lot of people sometimes think, oh, a bunch of looky-loos are out looking at the damage. Well, these are a lot of people's go- people going out there to check on, like, relatives right, or friends, right. like, elderly friends to make sure they're all right. And every. And I got that same feeling you did, Yeah, It's like it's, it's really neat, you know, that there's people out there that you know are going out there and checking up and making sure everybody's all right.
0: Yep, yep. Just, you know, probably... By some dude just rolling around with a chainsaw, ready to start, yep. you know, taking away branches. And well, there's know. some
1: there's some guys that live for that. Like, oh they, yeah, they're just like they see the storm coming. They're out there getting the old chainsaw <laughs> yeah. tuned up, and <laughs> they're <laughs> in the
0: garage getting her primed. They yeah. don't give a
1: shit about the storm. No, <laughs> no. it's, it's what's well, like about to go down afterwards. First damage. I'm getting this chainsaw getting some work. Yep, Nope
0: nope uh <clears throat> i think that uh that will be it for 171 or yep, yeah 171. 171 um we appreciate you guys uh tuning in i know i i say it probably too often you guys are like well scott you're a broken record but i mean seriously 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 like we we truly appreciate it you know we're just we're just two freaking morons you know just blabbing into a microphone for an hour once a week and uh, you know, these last couple of weeks have just been phenomenal. I mean, we're, we're seeing numbers, you know, incredibly high, higher than what we've ever, you know, thought was po- even possible. And, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we, we appreciate it. Um, like I've said before, uh, leave a review, leave a, uh, leave a comment, leave, uh, you know, hit the subscribe button. I don't know if that's what's working, whatever, but, uh, um, I don't know if the numbers just keep going up and, uh, um yeah the the higher the numbers the the cooler dudes you know we can reach out to uh you know it gives us validity when we when we talk to these dudes uh we can we can snooker them a little bit but uh um <laughs> no right. we uh we appreciate it guys and uh yeah hopefully uh we see you next week on 172 later